it's in seeing the power that you individually carry. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think we have yet to understand how powerful we are. I don't even think we dare to ask ourselves those questions because we're afraid of those answers because we're capable of just incredible things. And, and we're afraid to tap into those gifts that were given to us since birth. And welcome back to Wait Hold Up, a podcast where we talk to homegirls, experts, and others to help us live our most authentic lives. I'm Jessica. I'm Yarel. And like always, thank you so much for joining us. We're pumped to be here once again. And Jess, like always, so great to see you. You too, boo. It's it's always nice <laughs> seeing you this way virtually, you know, as we do. <laughs> Um, you know, I am, I feel like we've gotten a good, good groove this year so far. We have. These episodes, it's been really exciting, the conversations we've been having. And I hope that all you listening have been connecting and vibing with us the way that, you know, we've been enjoying ourselves. And I know today is... Today is just another extra special day, and I'm gonna have to like let Yarel take this over because I was unfortunately not available for this conversation, and it kills me. So I'm gonna be listening along for the first time with all of you, Yarel. Who we got today? Um, We've got none other than Miss Patty Rodriguez. I'm sure uh, you've all heard of her, have connected connected with her. She is uh, an entrepreneur. She's a radio personality. She's a best-selling author. She started Little Libros. She started Mala by Patty Rodriguez. She, this woman does it all. She's also oh a mom. She really does. Um, and she manages to keep it about um, her, her family, keep it about her community. Everything she does is around community. Mm. And I think, uh, you know, in this episode, you will really get to see a glimpse of her that you haven't seen or heard from her before. So it was super cool to chat with her. Jess, we missed you. I'm so mad, y'all. I was having insane technical difficulties. So it was just like, all right, yeah, take the lead. But I just... Like when you got off this conversation, there was this energy about you that felt like you were floating. And I do remember you said that y'all got teary eyed. We did. I think a few times it was I would say like three or four times that we both that we both had to stop and kind of and either she was really emotional or I was kind of struck with some kind of feeling with something that she said and the conversation we were having you know patty and i come from very similar backgrounds Mm. um we were born we were born and raised in very similar areas here in la so i think the reason why i feel this conversation was so inspiring for me was because of that because i could see myself and i could hear myself and in, in what she was saying and how she was feeling about her life and her dreams 
friends and everything connected back to her family and how she also kept everything about community, about where she grew up, about the people that she's trying to help, about the teacher she's doing things for in Lingwood, where she's from. So yeah, we had some very emotional moments where we both had to stop and kind of be, uh, we were both shaken, but really feel our emotions. Wow. Damn, you know, the cancer in me is like, I missed a good opportunity to cry. <laughs> to cry. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I mean, that all just sounds super powerful. And I think truthfully, even though I'm so bummed I missed the opportunity to have this conversation, I think you were the perfect person to have this because there's nothing like, you know, too strong dope Latinas who came from an environment where the the blueprint wasn't set out for you to achieve greatness right but you both have figured out a way to do so and I know that that's why so many people gravitate to you I know that's why so many people like myself gravitate to Patty so I'm just really excited for this episode because I think that there are going to be so many life lessons for people to walk away with and you know, that's at the end of the day what this is all about. It's just finding ways for us to continue to get inspired to just be our best selves. Right, um, right. So I'm excited to hear this. I can't wait to hear everything that you and Patty had to say. It's Let's a very, get into it. It's a very special one. Hope you enjoy it. Thank you so much for being with us on the podcast. As you know, we're huge fans of everything you do and everything you stand for. So we're just so flattered and humbled to have you here. Gracias. No, thank you for having me. It's always fun chatting with you. Um, <laughs> it's it's awesome that, you know, I know we've been trying to make this happen for a while. And then now um, it's a little, you know, bittersweet that we're doing it through Zoom. But just having the right. opportunity to chat with uh, each other, considering the circumstances, right. is always good. Right. Yeah. So much going on right now, right? What a year 2020 was and all the, you know, everything that's just been changing in our lives. What's, you know, starting off with that, what, what was one of the biggest lessons that you learned in 2020? Um, that I can't do everything. <laughs> Um, I think I, I, before the pandemic, it was, it felt easy to navigate many hats um, because mm -hmm. they were separated by time. <laughs> and now all mm -hmm. these many hats became one hat. And I feel that I'm juggling right. or trying to juggle everything. And the mm -hmm. most important, my children, they're part of this, this jar that I'm trying to juggle and not break yeah and they're the most important so it, it's challenging that sometimes um they have to suffer um when i have to focus on other things i think that's right now right. um the challenge for many working moms that are working from home right. or not even working from home trying to manage you know daycare and just yeah. caring for their children um and I, it's heartbreaking that no one's talking about it. It's heartbreaking that mm -hmm. our federal government isn't doing anything to help us. Um, right. And because I think people just know that mothers, we just, we have to make it work, you know, and we do, Yeah. but at what cost? Right. Um, it's, a, it's a very, it's costly right now. I think our mental health is really being affected. 
Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like that mom exhaustion, yeah. right? Because I feel like if if it's if it's if everybody's been overwhelmed with everything, a pandemic, health crisis, economic crisis, being away from friends and family, all these things, I can only imagine the situation for mothers who've had to become teachers, who've had to become, um, you know, daycare workers, who've had to do a lot more on their plate working from home a lot of mothers losing their jobs you know what i mean so i, I feel like that mom exhaust like you say just being exhausted as a mom it's like a huge another another layer of everything we've been we've been dealing with it's hard but at the same time there's also the privilege of being able in my case to stay home with my children so there's that you know mm -hmm. that upside mm -hmm. in, in in the situation where now i've ha I've, I've now had the opportunity to get to know both my kids in ways that I don't think I've ever had been able to if it wasn't for the pandemic. So I see it too as a blessing, That's even though it's very difficult yeah. and challenging. You know, I think in order for us to move forward and, and, and have hope is, you know, seeing, you know, what is this moment teaching me? And what is this moment telling me about my life? And how can I move forward mm -hmm. to become a better human being as this continues in our path? Yeah. And a better yeah. mother, right? With dealing, you know, with your children at home. I mean, that's, it's powerful. And, and it's, I think it's going to relate and resonate with so many women that are listening and going through those same struggles, Patty, but, you know, wanting to take it back to learn more about your journey and more about um, what makes Patty Rodriguez, this amazing entrepreneur, this amazing woman, this amazing mother. Um, you were born in Lingwood to immigrant parents. Um, you know, you started with your idea, with all these ideas since you were really young. Where does that drive? Where does that passion come from? I don't from? know. <laughs> Honestly, I don't. I don't know where that. <laughs> I would like, to, you know, I think it comes from seeing my parents um, trying their best to give us a life that they, you know, they themselves couldn't have. So where does that passion come from? I think just seeing my parents um, and their hard work and their, and their work ethic, seeing my mom always speaking of the American dream and, you know, the dreams that she had and seeing how hopeful she is, you know, when you speak to her. And I think that was very contagious because no matter how difficult she had it and my parents had it, she always was hopeful. And yeah. I think that really stuck with me and pushing through that and knowing that, you know, Life is very, very challenging, but it's not difficult. Yeah. Right, right. And we have a purpose. And I really believe in that. I believe in that purpose that we have all inside. Like I can feel it. Right. Um, I'm very connected to yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever light is inside me that, that tells me, you know, there's, there's a reason why you're here. There's a purpose and you have to make the best of it here. Yeah. Did you, did you feel the pressure? Did you have growing up that pressure to succeed? To accomplish things? There was some expectations, you know, the graduate from high school, mm -hmm. go to college, yeah. get a degree, which are things that I did not get. I didn't finish college. I didn't get the degree. And I think for a while that was disappointing to my mother because, she felt, mm -hmm. you know, she equated those milestones to the um, this American success um, and yeah she was disappointed in that her only daughter her oldest daughter couldn't 
and or hadn't decided to go that approach or that route. Um, she had an expectation for me. She had her, you know, ideas of what I should become. And there were safe ideas yeah. for her. And there's nothing, mm-hmm. you know, and and those ideas were safe because she believed that, you know, where she came from, we needed to have this American success. And so why am I trying yeah. to derail from that and work toward other dreams that are a lot riskier and may not even come true? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you define success now? Is it different than what it was when you were growing up? No, I think to, for me growing up, success was always just doing what I loved. Um, I I was mm-hmm. okay with the sacrifices. I remember I had just gotten a, my first car and I was working at JCPenney part-time and I was an intern at KISS, no pay. I was working for free at the radio station and I didn't seem, I was getting good, relatively good money, I suppose enough for the car payment and to be able to hang out with friends and um, you know, mm-hmm. for my, for that age and new car and right. The living yeah, expenses, right? it was comfortable, but I knew that I was not happy. That's not what my heart was telling me to do. So I decided to quit JCPenney, even with this bloated car payment and take a risk and wiggle my way into the radio station to get a part-time job that paid a lot less than what I was getting paid for at JCPenney. I've always, I've, I'm not driven by, I'm more driven by what makes me happy. Um, and that to me is success. Yeah, that's, that's powerful. I feel like it's like, we see it with the things that you do with the campaigns, with the work that you take part in, like the purpose, right? Like it's uh, things have to be, to have mm-hmm. a purpose, with the things that you do, um, you know, and you mentioned being an intern at KISS, being, working there. I mean, and now you're an honor personality with Ryan Seacrest um, all over the country, doing amazing work there. Um, what have you learned throughout the, all these years of being on air and of working in these environments where maybe Growing up, I mean, I don't know about you, but like for me, I, I don't think I ever saw myself. I never heard myself on TV, on the radio. I never thought a girl like me could be in places where I have been. Um, you know, what has it been like for you these, I mean, many years that you've been working in radio and that you've escalated to the level that you're at now? The same feelings that you feel very much. Um, I still carry them many times. And yeah. Um, you know, imposter syndrome, something we've heard many times is it's real and it's feeling it's of, real, wait, yeah. I don't belong here. Um, who am I to think that I deserve this? Who did I con into thinking that I should be here? And that, you know, what I've learned is that I needed to quiet down that voice. I don't mm-hmm. think that voice will ever go away. I have yet right. to experience that. But I have learned to quiet (laughs) that voice down. It's less Mm. strong than it was at the very beginning of my career. And And how do you do it? How do you quiet it down? I 
I have to remind myself that things don't happen only by chance or luck. It takes a combination of a lot of those things, plus a lot of hard work. And that reminder could, you know, can be just looking back at accomplishments that were made that, you know, I was involved in, you know, in any way. And then I think as you get older, you begin to love yourself more too. Um, Yeah. And you're less cruel to yourself too. So it's a a lot of things Mm. that are changing as Mm. you you navigate life. And, you know, the, the, you're quieting down those, that voice that when you were growing up told you that you weren't pretty enough, that you had an accent that, you know, you don't belong here. You don't belong there. That opinion doesn't matter. Your opinion doesn't matter. You begin to quiet those down. And at the same time, you begin to start loving yourself more so that, that loving mm-hmm. voice grows stronger. Well, that, yeah. that negative, insecure voice yeah. just doesn't have that power that it used to anymore. Mm, because right. now your 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 strength now is all these years where you learn to love yourself because it's a learning process. You don't wake up mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. love yourself, you know, overnight. It takes a lot of years, yeah. especially, I think, for first-generation right. Americans. Yeah. It takes a lot. Right. I mean, with, with the experiences with growing up, I guess, too, you know, like you're, like you're saying, from um, kind of like this idea of, of lacking mm-hmm. stuff, right, when it comes to immigrant families, when it comes to, like, low, middle income and yearning for so many things but lacking in, in other areas, I mean – you know, I, I love one of your phrases, and I know these, this is one of your your campaigns and uh, businesses, which is the sin miedo phrase, right? <laughs> I feel like ever since I followed you and I've known you, it's something that identifies you. And I feel like it's, I mean, not when, you, when you're talking about you loving yourself and quieting that voice that is doubtful, that is cruel, that is a bully, mm-hmm. you know, because I've been there so mm-hmm. many times when I catch myself being a bully to myself and it's awful Mm -hmm. right it's awful you look back you're like how could I let myself how could I I would never allow anybody to talk to like my friends to anybody that I love like this and here I go bullying and questioning the amazing woman Mm -hmm. that I am so where you know sin miedo such a powerful phrase where did it come from where you know in in this journey of your upset of self-exploration what what does it mean to you now gosh I've been (sighs) I got, a tat- I got a tattoo when I was 18 years old and I don't know how it happened, but I chose to get sin miedo, those two words tattooed on my, in my forearm. I don't, I don't know what led me to that moment. It was just this very strong voice. I think is that despite the fear, because I've, I've always navigated things with this insecurity and this fear, but I was more afraid of the, the, the position that I was in at that time. I was more afraid of that than afraid of the what would happen if I try. I yeah. just couldn't. And that's where it's like, you know, sin miedo. Let's just, I, I, I see you, fear. I acknowledge you. You want to go, you know, you want, I'm not going down without a fight. And that really, I've, I've taken those two words 
and they have really empowered me as an individual. So I think they're very, very strong. And it's not that there's no fear inside of me. There is very much fear, but I've learned to not go down without a fight because whatever is on the mm-hmm. other side is a lot worse than me trying. And I've, I've mm. and all, and, and everything I've done in my life, it's just, it's really through that lens. Yeah. And now that you, you know, you, you, when that, that you know, you go back and, and, and you talk about like you getting a tattoo, being at such a, um, a point in your life and that phrase, right. Now that you're, you're doing a lot more stuff with it. What is, what is your, what do you hope that people and women in particular that see it, that like, you know, buy a sweater that says miedo, like what, what is your wish for them? What do you hope that they take from, 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 from Sin Miedo? To acknowledge their fear. And I think, you know, a lot of people tell mm-hmm. you, you know, when you're afraid, it's, it's your body telling you that you, you, want, you, you need to change, you need to evolve, you need to step up um, and acknowledge that fear. Many of us ag- don't acknowledge the fear and we run away from it. We don't want to get near it because we, we're afraid to get hurt. Um, but we yeah. need to acknowledge that fear and that feeling, knowing that that's just your body not being comfortable where, where you are right now. That's your body asking you yeah. for you to move and help yourself to the places and things that you, you want to be. And yeah. I really hope that when they yeah. see that and when they see me, they can see that I'm just, you and I, we're just, you know, we come from the same background and life is very challenging as a first generation American, it's very difficult to navigate this country. You're doing mm-hmm. it by yourself, literally. Um, right. And it's really hard. There's, you know, there's not a network of people that behind you. Um, mm-hmm. For many of us, there's no, you know, capital either. Um, there's no security blanket. Yeah, security blanket. And it is really scary, but I honestly believe that acknowledging the fear and knowing that the other side of fear is a lot worse than taking the risk toward what you want in life. Yeah. Damn. That's, that's a quote right there, Patty. <laughs> that's a powerful quote right there. Um, you know, I, I, I think when a lot of, besides being such a, uh, an amazing talent for our community and a representative for our community, I think every, when we see you, when we hear about you, we all always, um, applaud that entrepreneurs, entrepreneurial spirit that you have, right? Um, Little libros, which we'll be talk about in a, in a little bit. Um, but also, I mean, I remember when I first bought my cadenita that said Los Angeles from Mala by Patty Rodriguez. So, I mean, again, where does all, you know, the ideas that, because I feel like a lot of us have ideas, right? Concepts, projects, but sometimes it's so hard to execute them because we have jobs, families, so many things to take care of. And I know you, you get this question a lot, but it's like, one, you know, where did this come, where did this spirit of like business come from for you? And how do you do it all? 
how 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 have you been able to do all of these things? <laughs> I, I, it's this fire inside me that I it's I don't know if it's a feeling of you know life is too short and I need to be able to do as much as I can while I'm here, or if it's just the desire to you know because everything that I do is connected. It's it's really one purpose. You know, it's really to um, mm-hmm. you know the, to elevate our voices and 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 you know allow us to be prouder of where we come from while also leading our community, our family, our children to, you know, to the, to the American dream. I really believe in the American dream. I don't believe it's dead. Mm-hmm. I believe that it's, it's very much alive and it's there for us to, to take, to take it. Um, and yeah. that's where it comes from. And so when, we talk about, you know, me juggling these things. It's, I'm really just juggling one mission. They just seem to be, mm. you know, they just look differently. Like, you know, in the form yeah, of a necklace, yeah, yeah. in the form of a book, you know, on the radio, sharing experiences, bringing voices to the show, you know, that otherwise wouldn't, you know, wouldn't be there if it wasn't, you know, for me. Um, and mm. I think that's, it's really, I'm just doing one thing and the things yeah. that are just, out just look differently but it's at the core yeah it's like it's the same. Right, at the core it's it's, it's the same yeah. right idea it's just these branches yeah. of different you know because yeah we could go about talking about you know Malavai Patty Rodriguez, Sin Miedo, Los Libros and all these things and I think that's sometimes you know we see you and we're like oh my god she's like Wonder Woman doing all these projects and being such a badass and being a, you know being a present mother and still showing up for community um and i think you know that's i think the example that you set um again with community and you know like g- going back again with um all the projects that you have um in 2014 you know a tragedy st- struck your family right i i mean i remember you talking about it i remember your blog also tacos and manolos like i mean all these amazing things you were doing um and then that was that moment kind of being the trailblazer moment for you to start what has now become something so beautiful for uh, our families which is little libros can you take us back to that um to that to what happened in 2014 and the start of like this new also branch of your tree uh of uh you know of what you've been doing for community yeah i think um the 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 big feeling of um living with purpose was always there but i felt that i had enough time to do it i was taking my mm-hmm. time I wasn't, I didn't, I was not, I was, I guess I was just going with the flow before 2014. Right. And then in 2014, mm-hmm. when we lost our house to a house fire, you lost, lost everything. everything, absolutely everything. We were not left with anything. Um, it really, that moment really allowed me to understand how fragile life is and how meaningless materialistic things are Mm. so I went into a very dark space I I was mourning mourning you know my you know a life that I had that we had built 
worked, worked for. for really hard yeah. and it was all gone that life was completely gone and that's when I started questioning you know my again really deep questioning my my purpose my identity my role as a mother and you know telling myself like you know how can I tell my child I only had one child at the time Alexander my first one that he can be whoever he wants to be and do whatever he wants to do if I can't do that for myself if I'm not like what a Mm. hypocrite of me to say that to my child expect my child to do things Mm -hmm. that I'm afraid to do myself like I'm Mm -hmm. his first role model I'm the I'm his foundation and Mm. if I die today I'm leaving them with nothing and I have not broken any any past traumas or anything we're back to Mm. the same nothing's changed my children would have to navigate life like I did as a first generation American, mm, you know, yeah. I was like, I cannot allow that to happen. And it was just this fire from God. I think it was, it was, I think it was the universe. I think it was God that, you know, I, I, that really pushed me and, you know, but it also, you know, I think you need to be, we need to be conscious when the universe is trying to tell us something. Sometimes we, we ignore it and then it takes a yeah. tragedy to like really slap you in the face. So it's like, you know, don't yeah. wait till that tragedy hits you because God's are, mm-hmm. God and the universe are, they're already tapping on your shoulder. Like, Hey, mm-hmm. you're looking in the, you know, you're looking in the wrong place. Like it's, you need to be over here. This is where I want, this is where you're supposed to be. Yeah. And you're ignoring it because you're afraid. Mm. You know, and I think that's when I was like, you know, I have nothing else to lose anymore. Absolutely nothing else. Wow. You know, that was that feeling. Wow. It's now or freaking never. And me puse las pilas. I don't, I, I look back and it's like this like huge blur. I don't even remember how it happened, but it just happened. It's just like the, this light inside of me was just navigating me to find the answers to build, you know, what I was trying to build, not just for me and my children, for, but for my community. Yeah. Um, you know, this is, I feel like that story is just so meaningful, Patty, because again, we can all relate to moments that hit us, that strike us, that kind of become like a reflection of what, what, of we, what we need to work mm-hmm. on, right? And what it is really that makes us happy, what it is really that we need to change. Um, and, you know, I, I mentioned that I, I wanted to talk about, for you to talk to us about this, because I know that, um, from in, in that same year, like that, just the, the concept of Low Libros, which was, which is, you know, now a company that you founded with your best friend, um, Ariana, um, was, you know, rejected from major publishers because the idea that Latino parents are, were not reading to children was very prevalent in these mm-hmm. spaces. Right. And I mean, that being one, one, something important, but also that from all this rubble that was left from this fire came something that has become so powerful for yourself and for many families in this country. It's, it's, it's insane. The power that you individually carry, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think we have yet to understand 
how powerful we are. I don't even think we dare to ask ourselves those questions because we're afraid of those answers because we're capable of just incredible things. And, and we're afraid to tap into those gifts that were given to us since birth. Um, yeah. And, you know, with little libros, it was something that I was already working on even before the fire, but a combination mm-hmm. of fear and a combination, you know, of well, how there's enough time, you know, did, you know, it was something that was slowly progressing. And those publishers that I was reaching out to were saying, you know, it was, it was very, all very similar where, you know, it's, you know, Latinos don't buy books. Latino parents don't read to their children. They're not looking for this uh, type of content. You know, these ideas are all over the place. And instead of being angry, and it was just, I have to remind myself that this idea, if I'm, if I wanted it for my children, you know, I, I believed it, that other mothers and parents fathers wanted this for their children too and it wasn't until the mm-hmm. fire mm-hmm. when I really felt like it's now or never you know that 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 yeah. light inside me that really pushed me and when I got off the phone with one publisher and said you know you're you know you're this is not really smart you, you know you're wasting your time you know Latino parents don't read to their kids they don't buy books you know it's a it's a very low market um I just said, you know, I have to find my own way. At that moment, where I was in that space, I really believed that, you know, this was my, this was the purpose. This was the, this was the reason why I had the house fire, why this happened. And I was, you know, I was kind of connecting the dots. And I, the savings that I had with a lot of fear I was really scared of letting this go. But I, again, I went back to, it is more scary to live yearning for the life you want. That's a lot scarier. Wow. That's, that is very true and very relatable. Um, when it is going back and looking at things that, you know, at, like things that we've done. And now, um, you, you know, Leo Libros, you sold over a million books since you started the company. You are looking for more for more uh, projects within Leo Libros. You guys are growing and sharing amazing stories of, of iconic figures in the community and proving, you know, that, yeah, families do read in Spanish and in English. We do care. We, I mean, I buy the books for my niece. It's not just for people, not just people that have their own kids, but for kids in their communities, kids in their spaces. Um, and, you know, and going and, and talking about, about children, uh, Patty, you, I feel like you're, you, you know, you're very public too with your mom, um, your like your mom figure, right? Um, like this, the things that you share about your children, how you're raising them. Why is it important for you um, to talk about family, to talk about being a mother, to talk about the trials and tribulations and the learning that has happened for you with your two boys? Well, I mean, I, the only child racing that I've ever seen is that of my mother. 
um, you know, that of, you know, the, the immigrant experience. So me navigating motherhood, being a mother in the United, in this country, a first generation mother is very different than the mothering that my mother gave me and my brothers. So it's, it's all new. So I am consciously trying to raise my children in a way where they have the tools and resources we didn't have growing up in a way of also understanding and valuing their culture and how important it is as they grow into this country and become contributors to this country. Those to me are very mm-hmm. key. And I'm not, I am not in no means a perfect mother. I yell at my children. <laughs> I make a lot of mistakes, <laughs> but I, I'm just consciously doing what I wish I had growing up that, you know, yeah. that at level, like that just going up a level, one or two more steps to as you advance to you know through this space in your career and Mm -hmm. because I want them to be conscious of who they are as individuals when they make their choices knowing that it's not just affecting them it's affecting their community and you know in in the big in 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 the country and in in the world too um and I just Mm -hmm. don't think that enough of enough of us consciously are aware of our contributions and how valuable they yeah. are and how important they mm-hmm. are. I think if we all took a second yeah. to think about that, we, we would navigate life differently. You know, that there's a yeah. purpose for each and every one of us, a bigger purpose. And that's yeah. really what I, would, I want other mothers to see when they're raising their children, as they're raising their children. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's 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 also that, like, I feel that lately with social media that, you know, mom comparing, that mm-hmm. mom shame. Again, I'm not a mother, but it's, I see it, I hear it from just family members and close friends that it is so real and it can be so deteriorating. Do you have, like, a, do you draw a line when it comes to what you share and what you talk about, like, how do you learn what to hold on to and maybe what to leave behind? No, I don't think I draw a line. I think, I mean, I, I don't all, I like to, I don't always think that I share only the good things. You know, it is very challenging, mm-hmm. you know, especially on the radio gives me a platform to share more too. Um, whether yeah, it's yeah, my yeah. son getting caught cheating, which just happened recently, you know, and you know, and how do you handle that when, you know, when he's nine years old and, yeah. you know, and, you know, those little things are, you know, I think at the beginning of Oliver, you know, I was afraid that he wasn't speaking and now he's a chatterbox, <laughs> but it, you know, it's like, it's, I, I think, you know, we do, there's, I don't share everything, but I will never shame a mother for sharing everything. You know, I don't, that's mm-hmm. not. I think, you know, as a mother, we all are mothering two ways from childhood and what we currently Mm -hmm. see 
happening to us right now. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't, you know, that's, I think if anything, as mothers, we should support each other more. And yeah. and not just mother to mother, I think women to women, um, you know, we're, we're constantly telling each other, you know, let's support each other. And, and, um, and I'm seeing that more now in our communities, you know, where we're honestly mm-hmm. supporting and we're actually happy for each other. And I'm yeah. seeing that yeah. that's contagious because then that, I think the biggest gift right. you can give your community is sharing the best life you can have. So they in turn want it themselves too. Right. Um, you know, Patty, there's like so many things that I'm always like intrigued by when it comes to you. And another besides, you know, I love that you share that, you know, just because I think it's, again, res- it's going to resonate and it resonates with me just in terms of that, of like the no judgment spaces, you know, the open minded spaces. Um, and one thing, too, that I, I feel like lately we've been so much more exposed to has been wealth, right? Generational wealth, understanding money. Um, And it's also been something that you have been very adamant about exposing when it comes to Latino families, not knowing about all these opportunities and not knowing about how to build generational wealth, for example, for their children. Why is this important to you? Because um, it's the foundation to... The American dream is a foundation to, mm-hmm. you know, being able to build the life that you want. Nobody can do it alone. Yeah. No one. There was something there before you. And, yeah. you know, when you compare the, the wealth that we have as a community compared to our white counterparts, you know, the average we're talking about less than $12,000 for Latino families, white families, $130,000. That's the average of mm. wealth. That's your assets, you know, things that, you know, you own Long. that are, mm-hmm. you know, valued. And right. when you see those numbers, it is really scary. And I never had those conversations with my family. You know, we grew up with mm-hmm. my mom, hiding money in my dad's jacket and you know la chamarra in the closet that was her little like bank account you know yeah she saved her money and you know we grew up you know being told that money was the devil um that that we don't talk about talk about money you know you have to be humble you can't Mm -hmm. be showing off and you know you talk about how you know and then you also grow up seeing your parents taking low-level jobs and you see that they're working with their entire body and how difficult it is physically. And you're con- you, that's conditioning you to think that it is really, 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 really difficult to make money. You know, yeah. so you navigate your early adulthood thinking that way. Because no one has told you otherwise or showed you otherwise. And mm. I didn't. You know, this is no one talked to me about money and and I don't when the fire happened and I told myself that, you know, this this generational trauma was going to end with me that moving forward, 
any generation coming from my family was going to have a foundation. And it was gonna, like, mm-hmm. this, this was just going to stop. And yeah. that's when I decided to learn about investing and understanding what my 401k really was. Because I've had a 401k mm-hmm. for many years, but I had no understanding yeah, yeah, yeah. what it did. I just knew that it was taking away money. Right. And it was supposed to be for my mm-hmm. retirement, but I had no idea, you know, th- how I was, what I was working or how I was doing it. And it yeah. just, you know, you, you mm-hmm. go back and it's just embarrassing that you're, you, we're, we're setting up these accounts, but not knowing what they do. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm, you know, I'm in this dark hole questioning after the fire, my purpose. And again, I'm saying I have nothing. If I had been in that house and And I would have died in that house. My children would have been left with nothing. Zero. Mm. And that fucking scared me. Yeah. And that yeah. fucking scared me. And it scares me. Because mm-hmm. I know, and yet you know as first generation Americans, how hard it is for us to navigate this, this new country. For the very first time, all of us. Mm-hmm. It's like, why would I put mm-hmm. my family through another generation of the same thing? Yeah. So right. we have to build the right. foundation as parents and caregivers. Mm-hmm. And yeah. investment sounded really scary. It's a word that was not part of my vocabulary. But right. again, it wasn't part of mine until yeah. recently. But again, that fear is like, <laughs> I'd rather yeah. figure it out than. Mm-hmm leave nothing to my children and because that's a lot more scarier and yeah and I learned and I just you know and 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 as I was learning I was sharing those things on my in on my Instagram because I get you know that's you know because there's no good in me doing it alone (laughs) absolutely Mm -hmm. no good you know it just it just doesn't work that way as a community we have to grow together and we have yeah. to share the things that nobody taught us. Right. Those things that mm-hmm. we're learning. Um, Patty, do you, um, I mean, is there pressure for you for like, obviously the achievements and all this, again, these things that you've been learning and to pay it forward and do you, to share your success with others? Do you feel pressure? No, I don't feel pressure. I feel happiness that I can share what mm-hmm. I know. And I'm not an expert. You know, I'm, I'm not in any way an expert in the stock market or, you know, or, and, but I get excited when I learn new things and I get really excited sharing them too. I don't think there's pressure. It's just that I want us to all know this because how cool would it have been if someone, when we were young, sat down with us and said, look, by the time you're 30, you can have a million dollars in your bank account if you start saving today. You wouldn't yeah. have believed it. Yeah, yeah. But then if, if that person walked right. you through it and you saw with your own eyes how easy it was, then you would have had yeah. the confidence to continue building that. And then that leads you to have not right. just confidence with money, but confidence overall in your entire life. Every part of you becomes affected by the choices that you yeah. make. The mm-hmm. more good choices you make, 
the more good things happen to you. Yeah, that's so mm-hmm. true. So true. And, you know, I, looking back to just even talking about wealth, you know, and, and mentioning first generation, second generation Americans not knowing. And then it's also going back to our homes and like kind of bringing our parents along because it, to people's surprise, I recently talked to my dad about stocks and he was like, oh, I recently talked to my dad about like a Roth IRA. And I was like, how sad that my dad, like you say, has been doing this job for 40 years, working his body mm-hmm. off entire body job. And he, you know, and he's tired. Like, why isn't that nobody ever or that nobody ever helped him out with these things that could have enabled him to be at a better place in his life as an Mm -hmm. adult, you know? So, I mean, I love this because I think everything that we've been talking about, Patty, and everything, again, that goes back to who you are has to do and is built around community, you know, and is built around empowering, informing, elevating community. How, what have you learned, right? And what it is to take and how, how do you build community? I think I've learned that we, and I mean, we know this, we're very entrepreneurial, you know, whether we, we mm-hmm. use the word or not, we, we survive, especially in times of crises, we survive. We are literally first generation Americans are products of one of the largest sacrifices any human beings can ever do, which is leaving your country behind. Yep. Everything. Mm-hmm. At a chance, at a chance to a better life, a chance, because mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. not 100% sure that you're going to guarantee no. It's a f- chance. Yeah, right. You know, and I mean, this is emotional. And I think, I mean, it makes me also very emotional because like, it's, I don't know, I I always feel like, you know, whatever achievements I've done, or I've had, it's only a a huge kind of take on like what my parents didn't even have a chance to dream, right? Didn't even have a chance to think of like, have we ever sat down and asked our parents, like, what did you want to be when you grow up? Mm -hmm. You know, what did you dream? You know, what did, what would, I mean, because you have to leave your, your environment, your town, your pueblo, your city, your family in search of something better, sometimes without documents, sometimes in places where you didn't know anybody, where no, where you didn't speak the language. And I mean, I get emotional with these things because a part of me hurts and yearns for community, you know, Patty, and like this situation is still going on with, with people. And I think it's also that relation of like what my parents went through, right? And they're suffering. No, yeah. And I think. And how are, and how are we changing I, it? We change it by building community. And sometimes it could be very difficult because, you know, um, when you're a first generation child and, you know, you're navigating life with two parents that are undocumented, you're living in shadows. You're living in fear. You're not opening mm-hmm. yourself up to build that community that you, we really need as human beings. You know, so you carry that, yeah. that, that weight as you grow and you become an adult and you're navigating your own life, you know, now as an adult first generation American and you carry that in that, that isolation, you still, you still have it inside of you, that feeling. And so, you know, but I think with social media, 
things are evolving, where we're finding ourselves, we're finding each other, we're building that community that we so desperately needed when we were children. And right. I think that's the right. beauty of social media, where we're we're taking advantage of this these platforms to build our tribes, mm-hmm. to you know empower ourselves, um, you know allow ourselves to know yeah. that our voice matters, and also being under okay and seeing that we all make mistakes, we don't know everything, and there's a vulnerability that I see that has allowed our community, especially Latina women that I'm seeing, this vulnerability mm-hmm. that I has allowed us to grow as human beings, therefore allow us to give more. You know, the more yeah. you grow, the more you yeah. have to give. Mm-hmm. And I and right. and we're seeing that these seeds that are we're planting, they're mm-hmm. sprouting. And they're growing and they're going to be these beautiful trees with so many branches. And I am seeing that mm-hmm. and that's really exciting. And, and I'm, I'm very hopeful because this is, this is totally yeah. the opposite of what life was when I was a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, I mean, it's, 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 you know, it's, it's very, I can see it. We feel it, you know, uh, building community, showing up for friends, showing up for your family. How do you show up for yourself? Doing the things that I enjoy and love. I, you know, those little things mm-hmm. that we, we don't do often. I don't do often. You know, I love to, I love to read. You know, I love to, to watch a good movie. And that to me is self-care. You know, just enjoying mm-hmm. story, stories. I love stories. I love, I think, yeah. you know, stories you know, understanding that stories, any story that we see, hear, or read is shaping us. And when you're conscious of that, yeah. you appreciate these stories more. And stories allow for empathy and love and understanding. That's why, you know, it's really important for children, our children, to see themselves in these stories mm-hmm. too. You know, so it's, it's all full yeah. circle, I think. You know, it's all this huge connection. And that's how I, you know, I enjoying time with my kids. Um, you know, this year, um, even though, you know, it's been challenging, I've, you know, I've had the, I've been grateful that I have been able to spend more time with them and take them to places that I would maybe not even have gone myself because places mm-hmm. were, you know, national parks. Those, those two words were not even in my vocabulary growing up. You know, my parents <laughs> never had the opportunity right. to take me to go see trees. Like what the, you know, pinches árboles, ni que nada. You know, money. Can get a little pinches árboles. árboles, you know. But it's those experiences that I'm able, you know, that I am able to give to my children, and that is self care to me. Yeah, yeah. How do you how do you get out of funks? How do you cope with burnout with exhaustion? I allow myself to feel it. I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. You, you, I think you have to respect that feeling. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's telling you something. It's a message from very deep inside of you. And you just have to uncover that message because sometimes it's not, it's not clear. Sometimes it's muddy. Yeah. And you just have to, I, I have to take it in. I have to explore that feeling and allow myself to feel it and feel it good. 
you know, I have my crying sessions right. many times. You know, you know, life feels mm -hmm. overwhelming and sometimes it feels very challenging. And sometimes you can, I can easily fall into victimhood and say, why me? Why me? And, um, yeah. and many of us do that. Uh, but being yeah. conscious of what you're feeling and saying, this is just temporary. The universe has something in store for me. This is the test of how I'm capable of for me. And I don't think there's, there's no better feeling in the world than proving to yourself, not to the world or not to the naysayers, the people that don't believe in you, but to yourself that you're capable of achieving yeah. whatever it is, small or big dream. Yeah. That is that feeling that just right. really continues to motivate you. Mm -hmm. And you know, Patty, I love that when you share that, because I think also you are your, you have, you're such a cheerleader, right? You're a cheerleader for the things you do for yourself. You're a cheerleader for others. So how, how, do, how do we best advocate for ourselves and for others? Because sometimes it's really no, hard. No, it is hard. And sometimes, you know, it doesn't come naturally. You know, it's not, you know, I think we have a lot of insecurities that hold us back. And sometimes, you know, there's these feelings that we have toward others that are really are just a reflection of how we feel about ourselves, you know? And... Mm -hmm. And it is challenging to unlearn, unlearn mm, that's key. <laughs> to, yeah. you know, not be as humble as you were raised to be, you know, mm -hmm. I don't know if this happened to you, but me growing up, I was, you know, embarrassed, not embarrassed, but I was uncomfortable to, you know, be an, a 17 year old girl and say that I was an intern at a, one of the largest radio stations in the country. It was uncomfortable to share that with my family. It was uncomfortable yeah. to share that with my friends. I would have to minimize my role and say, oh, it's, you know, I'm not even getting paid. You know, like yeah. to make them, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Crazy, like eh? it was my way of making them comfortable around me and not intimidate them because uh -huh. I didn't want to lose them. And I didn't want them to think that uh -huh. I had changed. I wanted them to think that I was the same person, that I wasn't going anywhere, yeah. that I was yeah. still here and that I wanted their love, you know? Right, and, right. That's so crazy that you say that because I, I do that all the we time. we used to do it sometimes. I, I, people ask me and I'm like, I'm like, I work in news. And people are like, no, you don't work in news. You anchor like, a newscast, yes. like own it, right? And yeah, and they take that. You know, I just don't want them to think that I'm boasting. I, I, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm, yeah, or I'm like, oh, egotistical. Like, I just work in news, and it's like, no, 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 own it, own who you and it's, are. And it's difficult. Be proud it's of difficult. It. It's, it's difficult. You know, yeah. and the only way to unlearn that is by doing it. You have to own it, mm -hmm. and then you also have to own yeah. not just you, but own the accomplishments of the women and the people around you as well. You know, it's not just yeah. you. You have to also see that the, you, the people you're surrounding yourself with are also working to be the best that they can be. So that's, yeah. how, that's why it's so important to, you know, be a cheerleader for them too. And it just, mm -hmm. bec it becomes I'm easier, you, you know, because you, yeah. you know, th th that saying that you are the, the five people you surround yourself with every single day, that is so true. You know, yep. that's a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And if you're, right. and if you see, you, if you see your circle right now while you're listening to this and the circle that you currently have right now is not inspiring you, 
is not supporting you. It's heartbreaking, but you have to walk away and find yeah, yeah, cut ties. That circle. Find a circle yeah. that is going to root for you. Right. Patty, um, you know, we're running out of time, but before, you know, we finish, I also, I just want to briefly touch on something that I also think is really, really important and something that you, um, that you did. And that was that Selena petition from getting and getting the attention of Mac cosmetics. You were flown to Corpus Christi, Corpus Christi. You were introduced to the Quintanilla family. And, you know, now we've seen the Netflix series, um, you know, just briefly, because I know, you know, you, your kids are like, Mommy, <laughs> you, know, you're, you know, we don't want to take so much of their time. Um, why was this important? Uh, what was missing? And how can we do better in terms of representation, even in beauty? You know, that's something I'm very proud of. And now as I look back, because it's been five years since that happened, uh, this um, the petition to, you know, get MAC Cosmetics to do a collection on our queen, Selena. And it, it matters because one, we are 60 million strong in this country. And it is uh -huh. still disgusting that our contributions who we are, our culture, traditions, who are very much embedded in the country, are not celebrated through, yeah. you know, this word mainstream, you know, this, this, this ideal of, you know. Right. And right. it was it, about time, I say, I think it was 25 years, a little late. Um, yeah. But I am... I think, you know, again, I think things happen for a reason. And this has allowed a new generation to know this incredible woman the way we knew her growing up. You know, I feel so yeah. grateful to have been alive when she was alive and to see the impact. And I hope wherever she is, she knows that she single-handedly gave me, you, and all these young women the power to believe you know mm -hmm. it really took one one yeah. person because she's all right. we had yeah we don't have anybody else right and right. when we're speaking about representation in, in these in these spaces the fact that it took a company this long to understand the value it's you know it speaks to what needs to be what we need to do as adults for our children, which is provide them with the resources and tools that they need that they need to know that they have to be in these spaces of influence. The decision makers. Right. And it's not just in the right. beauty industry, we're talking about across the board, every sector. Yeah. Yeah. Everywhere, right. And it's and, and, and prove that, you know, that our money is valuable. And who we mm -hmm. are is also very valuable. And that was evident with the fact that right. that collection is the number one celebrity collection to date ever. And I was in Corpus Christi That's right. in the line to the convention center. I'm, I'm going to say it was like three miles long, minimum. Damn. Wow. What a moment. What a moment, Patty. 
I'm just, I feel really grateful that I, I did. I had a small part in that. I really do. I think it's, I, I didn't back then I tried to minimize my, you know, my involvement, Your and contribution. My contribution. <laughs> but now that I look back, it's like, wow, that was awesome. Something that I would hold in yeah. my heart for the rest of my life. Right. And something that we're also very proud that you did and that we're also, you know, the cheerleaders for you uh, being that representation in those spaces and creating that, Patty, because you did that. Um, would love to close it up with, you know, with everything that you've talked about, with everything that you've taught us. How can we all, everyone that's listening, how can I inspire change for the better in ourselves and in our community? Living the best life that you can possibly live. That's the best way you can inspire others. You have to live your best life. And by doing that, you know, others will see that and and feel and be empowered to do the same. Mm, love it. Ending it with that. <laughs> Patty Rodriguez, thank you so much. We love you. We are huge fans of everything you do. We're your cheerleaders. We're your squad here as well. And thank you so much for giving us the space and this time to share uh, so much insight and so much love uh, for community, for family. And um, again, just amazing everything that you've done. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I love you. And I hope I get to see you in yeah, person well. soon. Really, really soon. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, igualmente. Patty, Bye -bye. take care. Bye. Thank you all so much for listening. Yarel, that conversation is absolutely transformative. I It was for me, for sure. I think I, I finished, I when we ended the combo, I kept, we kept texting each other and being just like, wow, this was beautiful. It was so nice to share the space with you. We could have kept talking about so many other things. And it was just nice um, to feel that energy from her, that she also really enjoyed it and that she was able to share so much knowledge and so much, so much insight into her life with us. You know, I feel like I know Patty through like you through like you know other friends but we've never actually been able to have a conversation mm -hmm. so this is now my request to patty that like you and i are gonna not just need to sit down and chop it up over some cafecito or lo que quiera like right. i'm just like can we talk because now i'm like i'm so i'm so jealous <laughs> that i haven't had this conversation so we um, will we will am, you know but it felt like i was right there with you you were uh, you really you guys, were you really were because a lot of those spirit, i think spirit. a lot of those questions and a lot of those conversations I was kind of tying them back to your experience as well. You know, it's mm. not, even though we grew up on opposite coasts, it's not so much different as to like girls who have big dreams, girls who are in tune with their emotions, girls who are about like changing the world, girls who are about like trying to do everything, you know, every everything happened, being in a relationship, working, having children in the future, like all these things that I think we all um deal with and and kind of juggle with i feel like that's mm. that for me was why i wanted patty to share all this stuff and so you were there you were there okay me all emotional that <laughs> was my opportunity do to you want to share <laughs> i know
<laughs> yes. Oh, damn. Well, that was great. And thank you all again for listening and for choosing to spend your time with us. We know that there are so many yes. podcasts out there. So we're so grateful that mm-hmm. you, you know, choose Weight Holds Up. And of course, we always want to hear your thoughts and reactions. Um, you can share them with us on Instagram at Weight Holds Up Pod. And, you know, if you do in your stories, on your feed, definitely tag us. We love, love, love to see your messages. And of course, you can also catch us on weightholdsuppodcast.com. I want to shout out that we have a section called um, Obsessions. And these are the things that like bring us joy or that we can't get enough of and it we also have some you know goodies in there from past episodes and guests and there are certain discount codes for products that you either need in your life or want in your life um (laughs) so i would definitely recommend y'all check it out for some goodies yes please do and if you haven't done so and if you enjoyed one of our episodes you can also write us a review on itunes um, that also helps us with, you know, other people to check out and, you know, be aware that the podcast exists and also listen to it. So we would really appreciate it even more that we already do with you just listening and, and um, uh, being part of this beautiful space. Absolutely. So take care, y'all. Much love and bye. Bye. Bye.